Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession to teach you how to be more productive in our increasingly distracted world. There's two ways that I help you do that. Number one is my free seven-day productivity challenge. Just give me two minutes a day for a week, and I will teach you simple, easily implementable strategies on how you can become more productive Also, on Saturday morning, April 18th at 11 a.m. Eastern, I'm going to be conducting a free webinar entitled How to Be Productive Every Day. You can sign up for the seven-day productivity challenge and register for the webinar by going to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. On the podcast today, Jonathan George, he is the CEO of JG Entertainment, and he has been coaching, branding, and launching rock stars in the entertainment world for years, as well as creating rock star brands for top influencers and entrepreneurs. This episode is fire. Seriously, you're going to enjoy this episode. So grab something to write with, grab something to write on, and enjoy the episode. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. How are you? I am super awesome. It's like day 76 of COVID-19 here in the United States, but uh, I'm still alive and um, we're doing well. How about you and yours? Man, good thing that you don't have me on video, man. You'd see how big my beard is. (laughs) It's just letting it grow. It's Movember. Just letting it all grow. Oh, so you're like those uh, football players and hockey players that just grow the beard when they get the playoff time? Hey, you know, I think I'm going to shave my head and, you know, cause I mean, nobody sees us, right? It's like, we're not getting out in the world. We've been locked down for th- going on three weeks right now in LA. So I, it's like, I haven't seen anybody. <laughs> it's just been like by ourselves, you know, it's been yeah, crazy. Well, I'll be completely honest with you. This, this is lockdown. I'm in Houston and the lockdown hasn't affected me because I do everything from home. My podcast, Same. my coaching. And so when they said, okay, you can only go out of your house in, to exercise because I run every day and go to the store. I'm like, that's all I do anyways. So so, so it hasn't right. affected me yet. <laughs> I, I guess if you like going to McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you go to a real job and you like club hopping, I guess that really affects you. But for me, it didn't cramp my style. Yeah. I, I think most entrepreneurs can feel that way, that the ones that are at home, working from home, I think we're all in the same boat. It's like, eh, not much has changed. You know, I sit in front of my computer for hours and hours and hours. My butt's just a little bit more flatter than usual, but you know, <laughs> so it's been, uh, it's actually been, uh, it's really been an incredible opportunity to create and get things done that I haven't been able to do in a yes. long time just because of time. So it's been amazing for me. Yes, and we're going to talk about that in the show. I did see a really awesome TikTok video a couple days ago. It was a video of this family all crammed into their minivan, and they were so excited because they're finally out the the house. They're going on a trip uh, to the gas station. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they all started crying right. at the end of the video. I, you know, when you you know it's really sad when you get excited about going to the gas station. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I know the feeling. Get a little stir crazy though. Yes, I am. Well, Jonathan, before we get into the actual interview, why don't you take about twenty seconds or so? Tell us who you are and what you do. Well, I'm the CEO of JG Entertainment. For the past twenty years, I've been creating and uh, you know branding influencers, entrepreneurs, and performers in the entertainment industry, uh, into rockstar brands. Um, 
you know, my clients have over 150 million followers online. Right now, I've got one of my clients, Michaela Phillips, on top 20 on American Idol. She's freaking amazing. Go watch her. So I've just built brands for people to, uh, to excel, to go from unknown to rock star status. So that's, that's my thing. And your bio says you're known as the human hitmaker, not the hitman. I know, right? That's a, that's a big <laughs> title to live up to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm super excited you're on this show because we're going to talk about a whole bunch of things. But I want to go back to something you already alluded to is, you know, everyone's been saying for so long, I don't have time to create a podcast or to create a course or work on my website. Well, now you got the time. And my fear is so many people are sleeping in because they're staying up all hours of night and then they're binge watching all these shows on Netflix. And then when this coronavirus passes and it will pass, they're like, oh, crap, the world restarted. I've done anything. That's my biggest fear. Yeah. And, you know, I was guilty the first week of this. Like I couldn't get my eyes glued off of the, the TV. I couldn't get it glued off of, you know, the news coming through my feed. And um, finally, I just turned everything off. And I said, you know what, Jonathan, you've got an opportunity right here. And again, everything is, what are you going to do about something? Is it any situation that can be bad? There's always incredible things that can come out of it. And it's what you make of it. And I literally just, I, I turned it all off and I went to work and I went to creating. And it's just been, I've been working 12, 16 hour days every day just because I can. And I don't have really much distraction. People aren't coming over. People aren't leaving. You know what I mean? So it's been an an amazing opportunity. But I'll tell you why the reason why I think most people don't get stuff done is because they do not understand their self-worth. They do not understand their full ability um, to, to or, they, or they want to do something, but they're too scared. They're not good enough at doing it. And that's what I find to be the, the big thing that's holding people back from going after this. I agree with that 100%. And I, I will tell people that if you look at any high performer, if you, I don't care if you look at the music world or if you look at a Brendan Burchard or a Mark Cuban or Tony Robbins or Oprah, they didn't like decide to do X and they were a megastar. They stumbled no. and bumped their shin. So you're going to do it too. I think people look at the, the final product. Well, it's not really a final product, but it's a, it's a more refined product now. And they go like, Oh, I could never be Oprah. Well, no, you can't be Oprah today. But you got to take that first step. Well, this is what's called the imposter syndrome. And 70% of the people that were interviewed had has the imposter syndrome. And that is thinking that you're not good enough or that you are, um, you, you know, you're comparing your chapter one to somebody's chapter 20 or their mm -hmm. chapter 10 or even their chapter two. You know, they're like, oh, my God, they're going so much further. But that's that's not how it works. It's like you always have something that you can teach or work with somebody else, serve someone else with what you've got in your bag of goods um, to you can serve other people. You always have something that you know, something more that you've got abilities better than somebody else that you can always help somebody. So it's, you just have to get out of your own way and realize, hey, this is what I want to do and I'm going to go do it and I'm going to take the baby steps to make it happen. And the thing is, you only have to take one step. So if you haven't started yet, don't worry about, like you said, the 20th chapter or the 20th step. What's that next step you can take? Like right now, uh, Tony Robbins says, when you make a decision, it's really important to do one thing immediately that's going to get you going in the right direction. Most people go, I'm going to do X, and then they go back to binge watching Netflix. And then what happens, that dream dies because you haven't taken any action yet. Correct. Well, you know, the first thing, 
that the mindset has to be there as you know, and success is only made up of 20% talent. The other 80% is how you develop that talent, how you, um, the confidence you have when you use that talent and how you brand that talent to shine. So when you can really understand, it's what I call the Brittany versus Christina syndrome, where everybody thinks that they need to have the vocal skills of Christina Aguilera or have this, you know, superb talent. But it's okay to be Britney Spears. You know, Britney Spears seemed to be the lesser talent. She she didn't have the vocal skills that Christina had. But what happened was is that Christina or that Britney has more accolades. She has won more uh, awards. She is worth more, and she has a greater global impact. And it was all based off of a what we would call a mediocre or average talent. And so, my first thing is for people to understand that you are more than capable. You are more than enough to do what you're wanting to do. So get that thing out of your mind. The second thing is, is you got to figure out what that thing is that you want to do. Mm. And, and you've got to get clarity on that before you can start taking the steps of so the steps would be writing out. What is it that I really want? What is it that I really want to do in order to take that next step? You know, cause I think a lot of times we get that what do they call it? Uh, analysis paralysis, yes. where we think too much. It's just like start taking steps. And you know, I am the I am a perfectionist. I it's hard for me to put anything out because it's not good enough. It's not you know. I mean, I've been working in the entertainment industry, and you get judged from every side. So you have to just like do everything with the fine tooth comb. But what I found out was that I just had to start putting stuff out, and then I would take the next step and clean it up, and make it a little bit better a little bit more, you know, just stronger, stronger. And so taking that step and just start putting out there what you want to do. And it's amazing the feedback that you get. Um, and there's no need to be perfected at it. Uh, just know that yourself, what your self-worth is and that you've, you've got something that somebody else needs. I agree. And I remember the first time I went on TikTok because TikTok is blowing up the world. And I was watching all these super incredibly uh, creative kids and they were doing these. I'm like, how are they even doing that? I don't even know what the, how to, how to describe that. And, and like, <laughs> wait a minute. No, I need to be Mark Struchowski. I need to be me. And yes. And when I started being me, I started to get more views because people didn't want me to be someone else. They want me to be me. And that very creative kid, well, that's what he does. And I, and I, I love right. what you said. We need to be ourselves, work in our strengths, not try to imitate other people. Well, you know, I mean, as singers, uh, you know, I started my career working with just uh, performers and singers, and it is there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of singers. You've got big, huge belters. You've got these little soft spoken singers. You've got, you know, the 80s sound. You've got rockers. And it's like, quit trying to compare yourself to anybody else. That's that person's already been taken. Mm -hmm. The only thing you can do is find your lane, find who you are and show up in that 100% confidence. And that's what draws people to you. It's sexiness, right? I mean, when you're confident, you're sexy and that's what we're attracted to. And I think that it's just when you know who you are, just like what you said, and I need to follow you on TikTok now that you're on TikTok. <laughs> but we, you know, when you can show up in your power, just who you are, that's if you don't show up in that mark, what happens is that people don't trust you. Mm. Authenticity creates trust. And if you don't have that and you're not showing it, the people don't even know what it is. They're just like, I don't like you. I don't trust you. And you think about the top people. I mean, my clients literally over 150 million followers online um, is that if you, 
that was the first thing that we have to do is get authentic. Who are you at your core so that you can cut out all the extra noise that you can cut out all of that, the, the stuff that gets in the way, the noise that's coming in that's saying you're not good enough or, oh, this person is getting more views on their, their pasta than you are on your singing video. Um, you know, you have to cut out all of that noise and just concentrate it on who you are, what you're serving those 20 people or 100 people or 200 people or 50,000 people. It doesn't really matter. You just got to serve those people. And that's the only thing that you can worry about. And, uh, you know, I remember I heard uh, Gary Vaynerchuk talk about one time that he wants to get zero followers. He says, you are all obsessed with the number of followers. He says, I don't care how many followers I have. I care about every person, but I don't care about anybody. Now, that takes a few minutes to wrap your mind around. Don't be on drugs or alcohol when you think about that. He loves everyone, doesn't love anyone. (laughs) The point is, is. Too many people, because you mentioned that your clients have a combined following of 150 million. People are focused on that number, and they're not focused on being themselves, and they're not focused right. on serving other people. That's what, and I think, like when people ask me how many downloads you get your podcast, I never tell that number because that to me, because I don't have advertising on the show, so I don't have to go there. But when someone asks me how many downloads you have, that immediately tells me in my mind, and I could be way off based on this, but in my mind, you're telling me you care more about how big the audience you can be exposed to, then you care about serving my audience. So about two years ago, right. I was talking to a colleague of mine. I said, I don't give my download numbers anymore because why do you care? I mean, it could be one person. What if that one person is Bill Gates? Yep. So 100%. And, and so I'm focusing on serving. Like right now we're dealing with this Corona virus, this global pandemic, and I'm doubling down. I'm doing more webinars. I'm doing more lives. I'm doing more podcasts. I want to serve people because I want them to get off their duff and I want them to do something instead of watching Netflix. And when I say get off the duff, I don't mean go get more potato chips out of the kitchen. I mean, go do something. <laughs> <laughs> right? 100%. I mean, I feel like I've done more free work than I think I've done in years, you know, just trying to serve people and help people to to step out and do something different and to follow their dreams and follow their what their ambition is that they really have in their heart and to un- uncover that so they can take that next step into their greatness. So I'm with you 100% on that because I, I just don't want to see people uh, follow into to this, you know, like you said, a couch potato and losing out. Because if pe- if you're not walking in your purpose, if you're not walking in your greatness, then you're not just robbing uh, yourself. You're robbing me and everyone around you of our blessings. Mm-hmm. And so I need for you to step up into your power because we need you. Collectively, this, this earth needs you. This world needs you. Humanity needs what you've got to offer. So I need for people to step up and own up to who they are so we can raise this vibration. I don't know the exact phrase, but I, I'm a big fan of Marie Forleo. I'm taking her B-School program right now. And she's got this saying that she ends all her programs with something along the lines of, you have a special gift that only you have, and the world is waiting to hear from it. So I believe that if you say, well, you know, my guitar playing's not that good, or my cooking's not that good, or my sewing's not that good, well, you're stealing, you're robbing the world of that gift. And so I believe everyone's called to do something. The, the sad part about it, a lot of people don't take the time to investigate it. They go, eh, no one's going to pay me for that. Well, don't start with the money, first of all. If, if you're right. really called for if you're, I mean, I know some people I've heard play guitar. I'm like, oh, my gosh, why don't you have an album out? Oh, I'm not that good. Dude, you sound awesome. But they're letting the self-doubt, they're letting their low self-esteem, like you said earlier, get in their own way. 
Right. Well, you know, and talent is so subjective and whatever your gift is, uh, somebody's going to be drawn to you just like your podcast. Somebody's going to be drawn to you. They may not be drawn to uh, the, the top one podcast in the world. You know, it's like my dad always, my dad, he's, he's an instrumentalist. He loves music, but he loves Johnny Cash. Now, if you played Beyonce for him, who the, <laughs> a lot of the world thinks Beyonce is the best, best thing ever, he thinks, dear God, that is a dying cat in a bag. Can you please turn that <laughs> off? So, you know, and Johnny Cash has a hard time singing. I mean, he's just a speaking singer that's kind of pitchy. Yes. And so, you know, talent is so subjective. And so you just got to not worry about what what somebody else thinks your talent is. And you got to show up. And I'm, I'm telling you this, fear is that thing that really blocks us in. And I've had so much success in what I do and however with that, I still would be like, man, I feel like I'm hitting a glass ceiling. I don't feel like I'm, I'm reaching where I need to be. What is that keeping me back? Why am I not? I'm, I'm much more talented than seeing these other people who are succeeding. I'm like, what's going on? And I realized that it was fear and fear of judgment and fear of, I'm a, you know, and it was all this, that my life growing up I had so much judgment on me that I literally didn't understand where it was even coming from, but I was so scared of being judged by people, even though I had so much to back up what I've done, but yet I, I was too scared. I was paralyzed by it. And I just, just didn't want to step out and do something greater because I didn't want somebody in the music industry that was maybe the, you know, at universal saying, uh, oh, he's terrible. But, you know, you look at somebody like Katy Perry, who was signed six different times you know, it's it's just one of those things that you can't worry about what anybody else thinks about you. You just got to worry about you and doing what you love to do and making it the best that you can absolutely do and show up in that confidently every single time. And, you know, we see people every day stepping up into their power that are really not very talented and gifted. They've just got they're really good at one thing. You know, they've just they've understood it. They've worked at it. They've they've either cracked a code to something or they figured out something for that works for them and they show up in that and they brand it to shine. And so then we all think, oh, my God, this person's so amazing. They're no different than you are. That's the great thing is they're no different than you are. And so we all have that same potential. I am really impressed with two people. One, I happen to see an interview of Katy, Katy Perry on Disney Plus, they were doing a little, they were doing some kind of American Idol thing at a Disney resort and they were interviewing her. And they had the producer of the show say the good thing, the thing they like about Katy Perry is she's the same person on stage as she is off. And, yeah. and I love people like that. And I like to think of myself that I'm the same person on this podcast, not at Disney World. I'm kind of a weirdo at Disney World, but other than that, I'm pretty much the same person. <laughs> and, and the, the other person I really admire, although I don't admire his Jersey potty mouth is Gary Vaynerchuk. There's a lot of people who get up in the upper, lot, upper echelons. You know who I'm talking about, who they mm-hmm. won't even respond to your DMs or talk to you, buy their courses, get in their multi billion dollar masterminds. But Gary says, if you see him on the street, come say hi. And that's the kind of per- I want to be a clean Gary Vaynerchuk. I want to be able to meet everyone and say hi to everyone. And I don't ever want to be to the point where I'm better than you because I've succeeded. And so I kind of like uh, those people. I like the people who are genuine, who really care because Katy Perry says, hey, without my fans, I wouldn't be here. She gets you it. Better believe it. But a lot of people. It's that there- mindset. Yes, exactly. You know, it's, I've got kids who, I mean, 
it's they've got their own Disney Nickelodeon shows are entrepreneurs. You know, I mean, I've got I've been working with entrepreneurs for four years building their brands. And wow. and it's like you get a little bit uh, a success behind you. And a lot of people start thinking, "Ooh, I'm this. And, you know, they get invited to speak at these huge, massive events and they're doing incredible things. They've got number one bestseller. Then all of a sudden they think that they are better or that they think that they're, they're higher, so they have to act and be something different. But here is the key thing, is that in one minute, that can all be removed from you. Yep. And where are you going to be? You know, it's like you have to be humble. You have to remember where you started. And Garth Brooks, who is my all-time favorite artist, and he always says, I treat the guy who empties the trash the same way that I treat myself. And he said, I'm going to treat people with respect I, because we all started from somewhere. And I will never forget, I went and auditioned, you know, when I was in college auditioning for the for Six Flags, they're, they're theme, doing theme parks all over the US. And, oh, really? Uh, they, yeah. And they said, well, I was a singer. We didn't even talk about any of the background, but the, uh, you know, we, we just went, jumped right into it all. But we literally... He, the guy that was hiring people, he said, Hey, don't be offended or upset if you don't make this. Garth Brooks didn't make it, but look where he is now. Wait, what? <laughs> he knows what? That it was for Six Flags. Yeah. And they were like, <laughs> Don't be offended or upset that you didn't make it. They were like, Just look at where Garth Brooks is now. And he auditioned for us and we didn't hire him. He wasn't a good match for us. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I heard Steve Martin you know. started at Disneyland and look where he got wound up. Right. It's, <laughs> you know, so we, it's, it's just one of those things that, uh, people, you know, you go out for auditions, you go out for an interview for a job, you go, I, you know, pitch yourself for a podcast or an interview or a TV show or whatever, and you get turned down. You can't, you, you just got to stay, you know, consistent and be persistent with people and what you want. And it's amazing how people will come around and they start going, oh, let me, let me check you out. And then they start building a, a relationship with you. And then before you know it, you're, you're being able to be on somebody's podcast or their interviews or whatever. It's, you just cannot give up just because you didn't get a yes. Because a no doesn't mean that you're not good. It just meant that it's not the right fit at that moment in time, or it's not a good fit for the TV show or whatever. And, you know, so, so many entrepreneurs, they, they want to, you know, we're, we're sitting here building their brand and we're pitching them to big people or whatever. And they don't get a yes. And they're just like, I'm not good enough, Jonathan. I need to stop. I just, I need to go back to what I was doing. Heck no. That means that you got to double down and go at it 150 times more stronger. Um, you know, and, and it's just, you got to, that's how you find that power. You just got to keep moving and, and pushing through. And that's where that self-belief has got to come in, you know, to keep chasing that thing. Well, my favorite story of rejection is Tim Ferriss. He wrote a little book called The 4-Hour Workweek. People love the book and they go, oh, he's so phenomenal. That book was rejected 37 times. How would you like to be those 37 rejection publishers that go, oh, crap, we missed out on that one. So he just persevered. He believed in his book so much. He kept persevering and persevering and persevering. Now everything he touches is gold. But he he heard the word no at least 37 times. And so did Oprah and countless others. Yeah, and, and and you if you notice the people who make it are the ones who have this it's like the, their greatest superpower is is uh perseverance. Yes. Is that they keep showing up no matter what. 
they keep showing up in their power. And before you know it, other people start noticing that power because like in my, in my business and out here in LA, so many people began to try to copy what I was doing. And so I'd have to always be like, it was pushing me to be creative, you know, and start creating something new and to be different from them. And, you know, I go back and I look what happened to all those people. None of them are even around anymore. Hmm. And it's, 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 and, and my gift is perseverance. It wasn't that I was, you know, yeah, I'm creative and I, I, I have this ability to pull things out of people that no one else can see and I can cultivate it, but it's really my perseverance that I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up on what I'm doing. I'm not going to give up on the people that I'm working with. I am going to keep pushing and pulling and grabbing and elevating and until that you see it and that the rest of the world sees it. And that's the, you know, that's really, you just have to understand what your superpower is, how you're going to go after something. But if you, there's one superpower that you can develop is and, and work on is perseverance. Get that perseverance going in your side yourself and just develop it and develop it and develop it. And I, I would add to that along the same lines is stop comparing yourselves to others. I mean, there's a lot of productivity experts in the world and I used to like distance myself from them. And then when I was taking, I think it was Marie Folio's course, she says, you should become friends and colleagues of your competitors. I'm like, what? And at first it sounds weird. It's like Tom Brady going out and hanging out with the other team's defense to tell him what the play is going to run. But it's not really that, but the thing is I can't handle, let's say there's 8 billion people in the world. I heard there's 440 million people that speak English. I can't take 440 million clients. And so there's plenty nope. to go around to everyone. And some people are going to like me because I'm annoyingly optimistically and happy all the time. I'm this high energy all the time, folks. <laughs> feel sorry for my wife. But some people may want a low-key coach. Some people want a woman coach. And so I realized, I, when I finally realized, I should say, that, okay, I'm me. I, I'm a productivity guy. I'm myself and I'm going to attract the right people and other people are going to go with someone else. And that's fine. There's plenty for everyone in the world. 100%. Yeah. Some of my, my, my biggest competitor, uh, I, I really dove in because I mean, she was almost like so nasty towards me. So I, I'm like you, I'm, I'm optimistic. I see everything uh, on the positive side. And so I contacted her and we ended up going into business together and we've had a business relationship for 15 years. We built a, a franchise with five performing art schools across the country. And like, oh, wow. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's one of those things where I, I'm just like you. It's just, I, I mean, I go after people. I'm like, Hey, let's be friends. We don't need to compete against each other and let's be powerful together. And so it has been one of the best relationships uh, that I've ever created in out here in LA and we're still going strong with it. So uh, I agree with you 100%. You know, there's, it's just like, you know, when I have a, if I'm doing an online summit or if we're, if we're sp having a, a big event and they're looking for speakers and I pull in people who are similar to me, because I, I want to learn from you. I want to grow from you. I'm not scared of, about you stealing somebody's client or st stealing my client. I, I just need for you to step up in your power. People are going to be drawn to who they're drawn to. There's nothing you can do about it. Not one thing. 100%. And that you can't switch yourself or change yourself. All I can do is be me, you know, with my clients. I, I'm like, a, I'm a drill sergeant. I'm <laughs> brutally honest with people, you know, because people aren't paying me a lot of money to sit there and fluff around. Yes. I'm going to be brutally honest with you. I'm going to say, listen, but I'm doing it out of love. But I've got clients who are megastars who are like, I just can't work with him. 
he's too he's too hard but there's but they're very insecure people so mm-hmm. you know what i mean like they, there's an insecurity there that i understand that it i understand I, but i'm not that i'm not going to sit here and babysit i've got to get i've got to pull you out and so i want to pull that greatness out of you and but if it's not the right fit and right time for them that's fine but you know i've also had other clients who weren't the right fit at the time and 5 years later they come back and they're like okay i'm ready for you let's do this <laughs> you know and, and it's and it's just it's the way it works and so um but yeah we just cannot be worried about what what somebody else has got got going on the only thing you can worry about is you and what you have to offer and stand so confidently in that and you know the other thing is as entrepreneurs we tend to see what somebody else is doing and we want to veer towards that way. That's not your gift. Stay in your lane. Stay. Now, I don't like living in a box, but do things that you're great at and that you love. Don't do it just because everybody else is doing it and they're making a killing at it. Don't try to create, be a course creator if you really hate doing that stuff. You know, stay in your lane of what you do. If you're a brand messenger, if you're, you know, if you like to do, uh, God, I'm thinking life coaching or personal coaching or whatever this, whatever you offer is that stay at what you do and be the best at it and, and do everything you can in your power to gain as much exposure so that you are the go-to person. You want to gain as much uh, momentum behind you so that people, you can charge what you want because people are like, dang, this person is so incredible at what they do. There's nobody else who can do it. And that's what you want to build your brand around. Don't be chasing other things. Stay focused on that thing that you do the best. And a simple way to engage your competitors is if you're on LinkedIn, go look at some of their posts and just give them value added comments. You don't have to reach out to them and, and, and say, hey, would you share myself? Cause I just finished reading Adam Grant's fantastic book, give and take. I think everyone should read that book and I'm a giver. And I, I sounds from our time together, you're a giver as well. Just go to these competitors' websites, go to their posts and just give them some love. That's all expecting nothing in return. 100. You might be delighted. They may say, they may all of a sudden come to your profile and give you some love, but don't expect anything in return. That's the whole point. Um, the book talks about givers, takers and matchers. We all know what givers are. Takers, we know what they are. They just take, take, take. And the matchers are quid pro quo. I'll wash your back or I'll like your post if you like mine. And so they have found that people who are truly givers like you and I are. We are more successful, maybe not always monetarily, but in happiness and well-being because we like helping oh, yeah. other people. 100% because, you know, here's the thing. What I found is that as long as I'm happy and I'm serving, I always make money. Yes. And, and it, it just, it always comes because people want to work with you, you know, work with people who are happy. They want to work with people who are positive. And, you know, I'm like you, I, I create, you know, I've got uh, these performing art schools with these kids that are just, you know, they're unbelievable talents and gifts because they've been training for so long. You know, like Michaela Phillips is 17 and she, she was uh, the Golden Buzzer winner on America's Got Talent a year and a half ago. And then she's on this season of America's uh, American Idol. Well, how I coach these kids and, and I call them kids because they're all younger, but is that this is your best friends. These people right here are the people who keep moving up in the industry. And one day, if you treat that person poorly, one day they're going to be the head of universal music and you're going to be coming to them 
trying to get signed and they're going to be like, mm-hmm. oh, you remember how you treated me? Sorry, you're <laughs> not the right person. And that's the way it works. I look at all of my friends that I started with here in LA. They are... They're, they're the producers, they're the directors, they are the creators for every massive TV show and, and, it's, and, and everything that's being launched now. I mean, they're all calling me now and saying, Jonathan, hey, I need you for this. We, we've got this going on. Who do, who do you know who can help us do this? And that, none of that would have happened if I would have sit there and put up a guard and tried to and, and not even just be... M- it's not even being mean or hateful to anybody, but just putting up a guard around yourself to say, uh, no, I, I, I don't want these people in my life because they're, they, they're doing the same thing as me. No, what I've done is I created a community and all these people have now stepped up into such great uh, places in their careers. And because of those relationships that I built with them, they are now coming to me. And so those, those relationships that you build with people, because people can feel when you're honest and real and giving some love to people and giving added value to what they're doing and uh, be like, oh man, this is so spot on. Thank you so much for, for this. All of a sudden, you just disabled that wall that they were feeling and allowed them to be able to be receptive to somebody who's in their similar space uh, to learn from and to grow together and to create something together. And great things come from that. When you show love, you get love back. You know, it's one of those things. I don't know if you're, if you're a music guy or not, but a tuning fork, if you hit a tuning fork, it's what they use to tune pianos. But if you click it, you know, hit it and it goes ding, ding, ding. And you can stop one tuning fork. The other tuning fork is going to vibrate at the same note. Ding, ding. Mm. That is the power of your vibrational level. And I know it may sound woo-woo to people, but it's scientific vibration is just energy flow. And even if it's online, if you don't even speak with somebody or see somebody, you can feel the vibration, the energy of the way you speak to somebody online, the love that you give to someone. And if it's authentic, people know, and they are, will be receptive of that same thing. Uh, Whatever you're putting out, that's what you're going to get back because that's just how, you know, the law of attraction, that's all the law of attraction is. It's a vibrational level that you put out. That's what you're going to get back. And so it's just a very powerful uh, thing to keep in mind when you're wanting to build those relationships, serve, give love, support, and uh, be real and authentic and honest with people. And you will get that back from people. Well, Jonathan, we talked about a lot today. We It's like drinking from a fire hose listening to you. But is there anything that we didn't talk about on the show that you wanted to cover here at the end before we wrap up? Um, well, you know, the thing is, is that I, would, I want people to step into your power. And I know we talked about a lot of different things. We just went at it because your, your energy and my energy were just, woo! Uh, you know, it's like, it is like a fire hose. But is that I want people to see their worth. I want you to see, I went through my life not understanding my worth because of my upbringing, um, because of, you know, being severely bullied as a kid for being the creative kid. You know, all you hear is you're not good enough. My dad is a pastor. I was, I was an amazing family, but there was still part that spiritually abused when you can't go to heaven, you can never fulfill your purpose. Um, and the, the thing is, is that 
even in my professional career as a singer, I was on Next Big Star. I was a grand champion winner on the show. And, you know, they Googled, they found out that I was gay. And then they, they were like, sorry, you can't. We're, we completely contracted, you know, they retracted the contract from me. Oh, wow. And, and it, it was just one of those things that you yeah, had a record deal on the table. My team tried to get me married, tried to change everything about me. And, and that was where I had to make the decision. What am I going to do in my life? And if I can't show up authentically me, if I can't be 100% who I am at my core, I'm not going to do this. And I gave up singing 100%. Oh, wow. I didn't have, I didn't have somebody. Um, and that's all I ever did in my life was sing. And I didn't have anybody to coach me. I didn't have anybody to help me get through this or to understand what my ability is or how to show up in that space. And so I gave up singing and I decided that's when I decided to become the kind of coach the people that I needed so badly in my life. I need somebody to help me rock ah, the person okay. that I was, not try to change me and make me something different. And so that's why I've been so passionate about people stepping up into their power. It's so important for people to step up into their greatness um, and to realize that you are more than enough. You have it already inside you. And I'm so passionate. I could cry thinking about the people who sit there on the sidelines watching everybody else and not joining in because they're like, oh, I can't. I'm not good enough. Yes, you are. Stand up into your power. Step up into your greatness. And I, I just want people to realize who they are and what God designed them to be. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's, one, it's something that I feel deeply, deeply in my heart for people to be exactly who they were designed to be. Uh, that comes across loud and clear, Jonathan. Thank you for sharing that with us. Where can we find you online? Uh, Jonathan George, that's like Joe Nathan. Uh, Jonathan George uh, on all social media, of course, but JonathanGeorge.com. I have some free downloads for people if they want to go on there and get some downloads to help them break through the imposter syndrome. Uh, it's a very great tool. It's just uh, it's a, it's a blueprint. It's my Rockstar Method blueprint to help people kind of break through that that noise of not being good enough and how they can show up in their power. And so it's just a very powerful tool. It's under the freebie section. So go check that out. And uh, yeah, and I'm one of those people too, just like you, Marcus. If you if you see me online, hit me up. Say hey. I always respond. Always. <laughs> Even if you're weird, I still respond. I love weirdos. <laughs> okay, so if I reach out to you, say hi. Good. That's good to know. Yes. <laughs> well, Jonathan, thank you so much for being on the show today. You are a rock star. You delivered and delivered even above what I was expecting. An absolute delight conversation. Thank you for being on the show. Hey, and hey, reach out to me if you ever need anything. And uh, I appreciate your, what you're doing for people. And just before we leave, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Sign up for the free seven-day productivity challenge and register for my free live webinar on April 18th at 11 a.m. Eastern time. I really hope to see you there. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast. The more people that subscribe, the more people I can help be more productive. And if you want to take it to the next level, Tell two or three of your friends or colleagues about the podcast again so I can help more people. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.